podcast. You know who it is. So we are up to episode number seven. Uh, I'm uh, apologising for the uh, delay between episode six and this one. So I, I do try and keep things as regular as I can, but sometimes life just gets in the way a bit. Um, but it's something that I will do when I uh, do have the time from now on. So, you know, I've been like thinking about the the show and the title that I've uh, been using and I have come up with a, a new name that I will be using from now on. I'm calling it Hates Peach. So I've never really been a fan of that colour peach. So peach is the colour that is named for the fleshy interior of the peach fruit. Anyway... Uh, so the podcast is now known as Hates Peach. So I think you can get what it's saying there. Um, so let's move right into things. So uh, this is uh, episode number seven. So I thought of uh, a title for this one. There was a few titles that um, you know I'd come up with. And the one I settled on was, I thought was most appropriate. I'm going with Silence of the Fam. So, what does that mean? So, um, I believe that, so, conservatives, uh, we're one big family and supporting each other is simply what we do. Uh, We are in a constant battle with people who are opposed to what us rational people think and are looking to destroy the places we love and live with their divisive behaviour. Now, the main weapon in the arsenal of the left is to cancel or silence someone. We've seen, like, the left, they go after anyone that may speak the truth and seek to have them fired from their jobs for wrong think, meaning, you know, not thinking the way they want you to, acting as the thought police, and then holding companies to ransom to carry out their twisted sense of justice. So I think it's an absolute shame that any company should give in to these twisted people. So think, you know, Sam Newman here in Australia or, uh, you know, overseas, I guess you're thinking of Milo Yiannopoulos or Infowars with Alex Jones and Proud Boys founder Gavin McInnes. So they've all been cancelled, wiped uh, from our screens, from our airwaves, anything like that. So anyone with conservative voices or even a, a hint of support for Donald Trump is usually met with anger and quite often violent threats. So of recent times, the left have staged certain attacks to silence two people that I want to talk about today who have committed the crime of wrong think. The first person I want to discuss is the Fox News Channel's host of the Tucker Carlson show, Tucker Carlson, obviously. Uh, Tucker's been doing this show, if you don't know, since uh, on the Fox Network since about November 2016, and it's been massive. It's been a huge success. So it's been all, you know consistently in the top ratings, usually the top three, uh, rating news cable shows each week. And in June of 2020, it was the highest rating cable show, cable news show in the US, with an average of four million viewers. In July 2020. Tucker Carlson made the decision to talk about himself in regards to an attempt by a writer of the New York Times 
to publish the details of where Tucker and his family reside in an attempt to silence him. Now, the video uh, where, he, where Tucker's talking about this goes for about three minutes. I want you to take a listen. Since this show began almost four years ago, I've really tried not to talk about myself on the air or even use the first person pronoun. The last thing this country needs is more narcissism. It's not very interesting anyway. People who use the word I a lot tend to bore everyone but themselves. But tonight we're going to make an exception to that rule. We don't have much choice. Last week, the New York Times began working on a story about where my family and I live. As a matter of journalism, there is no conceivable justification for a story like that. The paper is not alleging we've done anything wrong, and we haven't. We pay our taxes. We like our neighbors. We've never had a dispute with anyone. So why is the New York Times doing a story on the location of my family's house? Well, you know why. To hurt us. To injure my wife and kids so that I will shut up and stop disagreeing with them. They believe in force. We've learned that. Two years ago, a left-wing journalist publicized our home address in Washington. A group of screaming Antifa lunatics showed up while I was at work. They vandalized our home. They threatened my wife. She called 911 while hiding in a closet. A few weeks later, they showed up again at our house. For the next year, they sent letters to our home threatening to kill us. We tried to ignore it. It felt cowardly to sell our home and leave. We'd raised our kids there in the neighborhood, and we loved it. But in the end, that's what we did. We have four children. It just wasn't worth it. But the New York Times followed us. The paper has assigned a political activist called Murray Carpenter to write a story about where we are now. They've hired a photographer called Tristan Spinsky to take pictures. Their story about where we live is slated to run in the paper this week. Editors there know exactly what will happen to my family when it does run. I called them today and I told them. But they didn't care. They hate my politics. They want this show off the air. If one of my children gets hurt because of a story they wrote, they won't consider it collateral damage. They know it's the whole point of the exercise, to inflict pain on our family, to terrorize us, to control what we say. That's the kind of people they are. They'll deny this, of course. They'll claim it's just journalism, just the facts. Really? So how would Murray Carpenter and his photographer Tristan Spinsky feel if we told you where they live, if we put pictures of their homes on the air? What if we publicize the home address of every one of the soulless robot editors at the New York Times who assigned and managed this incitement to violence against my family? What about the media editor, Jim Windolph? We could do that. We know who they are. Would that qualify as journalism? We doubt they'd consider it journalism. They'd call it criminal behavior if we did it. And that tells you everything. Now, of course, since Tucker got on the front foot and outed the New York Times for this act of cowardice, the New York Times responded, and not surprisingly, denied that they were ever going to publish these details. So in the clip I played, you heard Tucker talk about an incident which occurred in 2018 where Antifa terrorists surrounded his home, banging on the front door, yelling out, we know where you sleep at night. Uh, the symbols of the swastika were spray-painted on the driveway at home. Tucker wasn't home at the time, but his wife and children were, and left them pretty traumatised, and they since moved home because of it. Why would anyone want to do this? Why would they want to, you know, threaten to publish where he lives? So the idea that this is acceptable in any part of normal society is just wrong. We, we know the answer, why they want to do it. It's to intimidate, 
to threaten and ultimately silence him. This is the leftists' playbook. This is what they've got. So when they know that you're right and you threaten the narrative that they push, they work to cancel and silence you. The second person that I do want to talk about in this episode is a rapper. We know him as Kanye West. So, you know, recently he's been saying that he wants to run for president in president in uh, 2020, but that's not the, the real story here. So he's, you know, someone who's just been honest, he's sincere, and he's extremely effective with his view on topics like abortion and the real issues affecting uh, the black community. He's also expressed his support for Donald Trump. So we've all seen the video of Kanye in the Oval Office with Trump, the hugs, the mutual respect. Um, And, you know, over the years, we've seen Kanye get up and do some crazy things like, you know, interrupting Taylor Swift at the MTV Awards or or whatever other things he's done. So the media have always just gone along with him and um, they've just, you know, labelled him as being someone that's controversial. And if you look at his Twitter feed, not everything he says is, you know, conservative. He's been very successful in the music industry. He's sold somewhere around the 150 million albums and has been successful with um, shoes and other fashion things. So with someone that is that successful, you you can't really cancel someone who's been as as successful as him. It's just not going to work. He's just made too much money, really. So how do you shut him up? It's you try to discredit him. You try to keep people from listening to him. Now, I've seen over the, you know, the last couple of years, there's been just so many articles and they all appear to be, you know, verbatim just so similar with other media publications from from the US and I find especially here in Australia, again, the media just go along with whatever the the overseas or US media seem to put out there, and we just go along with it as it's true, or they think it's true. So all these articles I've been seeing are that Kanye is mentally ill. They want to paint him as someone who's nuts. So we hear that a lot um, now, but it's a it's a relatively new tactic that I guess the left are using. So, um, you know, in the past, CNN used to label Kanye before he supported Trump. They used to label him as just controversial, but never like anything about him being a, a danger to himself. You know, and then came the day that he was positive about Donald Trump and suddenly everything changes. He became a raving lunatic. His comments were usually headlined with descriptions like, you know, Kanye's rambling or something like that. These are the sort of words you associate with someone who has that uh, the, the twitchy eye, the alien sighting stories, and probably wets their pants. Um, you know, some of the media like to try and mask their intentions by you know, trying to sound sincere, like they are, uh, or acting like they're looking out for him and his mental health, and suggesting what you know he can do to help with these issues. But that they don't really care about his mental health. These people are not even qualified to make such opinions, but neither am I for that matter. 
The reason the left do this is they are worried as he threatens to destroy the narrative that black people are completely oppressed and that America is a bunch of racists. These so-called experts don't, don't seem to have any concerns about Joe Biden's cognitive ability, though. He's fine. But Kanye, no, he needs help. Kanye is someone that they expect would just be a Democrat. Now, Kanye, you know, let's face it, he's not a normal person. He even referred to himself as having what he calls a sprained brain. Now, I don't even know what that is. But what is certain is that Kanye is getting his message across to his supporters, which would include a lot of black Americans, and this frightens the left. We all know I'm, no, I'm not a mental health expert, but in these crazy times in an ever-changing world, it's sometimes the crazy that make the most sense. The lesson here is just don't ever back down. Stand up to these fools, no matter what. The, these people on the left will stop for nothing. Pandering and giving in to their demands only empowers them. So, you know, we're now seeing them move, you know, not on from people to bloody supermarket products like milk and freaking cheese. Um, as they're offended by the names of these things. Uncle Ben's has got a black man on it. Aunt Jemima has got a black woman on their bottles of sauce. So just because you're offended, it doesn't mean you are right. So we need to stop giving in to these lunatics and just don't back down. Stand up for what you believe in. So short and sweet, guys. That, that's, that's today's uh, latest episode. So, as you can see, they are trying to silence uh, us people, uh, conservative thinkers. It's not, just, it's not just Kanye, it's not just Tucker. I've just picked out those two, um, but we're seeing it all the time now. As I said, I mentioned Sam Newman. Um, he's an Australian, uh, for those people listening overseas. Now, they're trying it with everyone. Obviously, Donald Trump is their number one target. They want him out, so anyone that associates with him or is positive about him, must be silenced, must be cancelled, anything that they can get. Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Um, I hope you like it. If you want to leave any feedback, go to Facebook. Uh, it's Hates Peach Podcast. Um, you can write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can send me a message if you like. Happy to hear from you all. So thanks for listening, everyone. Goodbye.